guys. Welcome to the Tuesday Night Hangout. Uh, let's see. We have a few people. We're going to be talking about uh, fly-ins today. And for the next uh, couple of weeks, we're actually going to be talking about fly-ins, just the different ones around the country. Um, Will, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> Will sounds really good. Okay. Shane, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, right. I had a nice weekend. Uh, went to a private, um, I guess, a fly-in and uh, stayed at a uh, private, some private property, hung out with a bunch of people, uh, James Sutherland, uh, Brooke, Brian Waller, Oh man, uh, James Parker, a whole bunch of people. Anyways, we had a uh, really good time, and uh, can't. I'm looking forward to going back. That's for sure. Good, good deal. Mark, yeah. how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, glad to be here, and glad to see everybody in the chat. Awesome. Well, you take care of your mic issue. Yeah, I got I got automatically muted. I love that intro, man. It's like Friends, you know, the show Friends. Because we're not really friends in real life, okay. just on the show here. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, doing good. Yeah. Good deal. Well, tonight on the show, um, we have Ty and Chris, and they're going to be talking about uh, the Kennedy Creek flying, which is a brand new flying this year. And um, before we get to them, uh, Shane kind of wants to tell his issues that he had. At um, you know, this weekend that he went to on his flying. So Shane, take it away. Let's hear it. Okay, so we all do um, pre-checks, pre-flights, and after flights. Um, what the heck? Am I already off the show? Am I? Um, so when I put on my new exhaust from my other one cracking, I ended up on this gasket or this um, rubber bushing. Um, Sean, well, what's Sean's last name? Hall. Okay, he um he's what school is he with? Uh, Carolina PPG. Yeah, super nice guy. Had some issues with my uh, motor uh, not staying and running every time I like leaned over to pick up my riser, what have you. And uh, when we got back, he decided to go through my motor, and with this exhaust, this doesn't look too bad because this is normal. But what I did is I actually stuck a metal washer between here and the exhaust frame when the washer was supposed to be on the other side. And I don't know if this camera is picking it up, but it literally wore almost that complete exhaust um, or this uh, bolt in half. Wow. So I found that. Then on, on other inspections, this is behind um, the air box. And it's actually cracked in three places on here. Wow. Uh, actually, let me show you this side. I don't know if you can see it or not. But there's three hairline fractures on here. Then the, he uh, pulled my air box, showed me that my air filter was split, which wasn't too big of a deal. But inside here, this whole, whoopsie, this whole piece is, is the little where the air box or the filter sits is cracked inside here. I literally had never even seen or would have never seen that if it wasn't for him. The reason my motor was actually uh, quit working when I bent over for whatever reason, the clutch and the clutch housing was actually making a rattle noise, almost like a chain being drug across um, metal if you will and if you look inside the housing here you see how shiny it is it's supposed to be black and if you look at the clutch it's shiny on the outsides here mm -hmm. it's because it was rubbing and there was enough friction that when actually when i leaned forward it would put enough friction on the housing in the clutch to stop the motor um sean was nice enough to give me a new housing or used a new used housing and a new used clutch and a new air box and a new uh, filter for a 12 pack of beer and dinner. So, Sean, 
Dude, I'm telling you, Sean. Thank you very much. If you're if you're listening, I, I cannot thank you enough for helping me out and spotting some of the dumb stuff that I did to my equipment and or accidentally did. <laughs> so nice. Hey, real quick, we have Andy in the house. Will, would you introduce Andy, please? Hey, Andy Ovens. He's uh, representing uh, Sun and Fun this year, and. Uh, he has graciously, I know he's a, he's got a really busy schedule, so uh, he's graciously accepted an inv invitation to pop on for a short period of time and yeah, just kind of tell us a little bit about what Sun and Fun is and uh, if you've never been to Sun and Fun, kind of what to expect, what it's all about. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me tonight. Yeah, man. So what what is... Uh, just start with the basics. What is Sun and Fun? So the Sun and Fun Aerospace Expo is the second largest uh, aviation flying convention in the United States. Uh, we're about uh, you know a little under half of what Oshkosh is. We're a six-day event. This year, the dates fall April 5th through 10th. Uh, we're out of Lakeland, Florida. So it's a, it's a perfect time to be in a warmer environment. We say it's spring break for pilots. And uh, this year we've got the Thunderbirds coming back to Lakeland. Nice. We're looking forward to having them. They haven't been in, uh, in our event. Uh, they haven't been since 2016. So uh, we're looking forward to having them. And, uh, you know, a lot of people know us as, as a big air show, but, it's really what we do 51 weeks out of the year that that really makes the difference in the industry and that's the aerospace center for excellence and that's that's really the parent company that that runs sun and fun uh and we're a youth education uh campus if you will we've got central florida aerospace academy which is a public high school it's right across the street uh, on the property and our, our mission is to Engage, educate, and accelerate the next generation of aerospace professionals. So everything that goes into Sun and Fun, all the ticket admissions, and and everything we do uh, gets churned back into the aerospace industry and in, in young uh, adult professionals. That's awesome, and it, it's 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 an EAA event, right? EAA sponsored event. Is that? So, uh, misconception is it's currently an EAA event, uh, way back in the day, of course, this is our 48th, uh, convention this year, wow. uh, way back in the day, Paul Poberesny and, and, uh, all of the heavy hitters in that, at that time in the aviation industry kind of got together and said, let's make it happen. Uh, there was a period uh, in EAA's history that they kind of decided as a company to step away and they, they kind of separated out from a lot of the major fly-ins in the country. And um, so a lot of people think, uh, still think that we're, we're affiliated with EAA, but we are a separate entity and we've been for some time now. Um, but uh, we wouldn't be here had they had Paul and those guys not gotten a DC-3 at the time. That was their corporate airplane. And uh, really, you know, put a lot of effort into making our event successful from the start. Right on, DC three. <laughs> so, is it, it is is it to somebody that's never been to Sun and Fun? Um, is it like is it just talking about aviation? I mean, is it like a family type event? Um, you know, something for the kids, something for the wife. I mean, are there are a lot of vendors there. Um, yeah, I mean, like. Yep. Is it throughout the day, in other words, is it just about the flying or is there other things to do or what? Yeah, there there is everything you have in Oshkosh, we have at a little bit smaller scale. So starting out with aircraft camping, we get about 6,000 airplanes. Many of them choose to camp next to their airplane. Uh, we've got a very large campground for RVs and tent camping as well. Uh, we're a six-day event. you got all the educational forums going on throughout the week course the daily air shows we've got a wednesday and a saturday night air show uh and it's really uh, it's the best of the best in the air show world so it's uh it's really a place for you to come and see the the elite performers in the country and uh it's it's a it's a ton of fun uh i like to say uh my motto is to never grow up so 
Uh, having a 10-year-old son myself, uh, we're very driven, obviously, with our youth education initiative. Um, we try to make it an all-ages uh, you know, event and try to keep it interesting for everybody. And I've got volunteers that are, uh, you know, pushing 90 that work for me, and they, they can't get enough of it. So Yeah, I bet they love it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, really, thank you for joining us, Andy. Eric, did you have any questions? Nope, just that uh, April 5th through the 10th. Yep. April 5th through the 10th. You know, if that's, if, if that's half the size of Oshkosh, that's still big. Yeah, and, and, and I used to work, uh, so I worked in Oshkosh for six years before uh, Sun and Fun recruited me. And, um, you know, there's there's... We'll never be as big as them. That's that's okay. But I like to say that we're a little bit more intimate. So, um, you know, with, with a lot of the people that, that go to Wisconsin, we have a lot smaller crowd by definition, about 60% the size. Um, but you still have most of the major exhibitors and vendors in the country in the world uh, represented at our event. So you can still go and basically build an airplane in our exhibit halls. And uh, you get pretty much the same experience, but uh, like I said, a little more intimate. All right. So I do have a pretty important question. At that time of year, what is better, Florida or Wisconsin? <laughs> Any time of the year is better than Wisconsin. Uh, Florida, uh, Wisconsin is beautiful in the summertime. There's, there's no doubt about that. But uh, for the most part, Florida wins about eight of those months of the year. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to agree. And, and the other side of the house, too, is, is even if, uh, you know, going back to the something to do for everyone with Visit Central Florida and all the all the attractions in Polk County and everything going around uh, the county, there's just so much to do for everybody. So a lot of our guests will actually come for the week and then they end up staying for an additional week going to uh you know all the various attractions in the area so it's just one of the awesome things about being in central florida yep nice that's good is it all about airplanes or are there other types of aircraft other we, categories we've got a little bit of everything represented um We've got uh, our Paradise City, which is uh, the 51 weeks out of the year. The Lakeland Aero Club uses that. It's a grass strip uh, at the Paradise City location. That's just on the southern part of our field. Uh, that's the light sport, the, the light aircraft. Uh, this year, we're going to have stole demonstrations in the evening. Um, on the southeast corner, we've got Chopper Town. So the, the helicopter industry is represented there. Uh, of course, we got warbirds, vintage aerobatic airplanes, and then home builts. We, we've got a large con contingency of home built aircraft that show up as well. And then the everyday uh, Baron, Cessna, Piper, Bonanza crowd that, that loves Cirrus. You know, they, they love to just come to a good general aviation event. And of course, one thing that we do have an advantage is we have the jet team. So with our air show, you know, you can come and see the Thunderbirds and this year the A-10 demo as well. Uh, F-18 Super Hornet was just added to the schedule. So a little bit of everything for everybody. And, um, yeah, interest for, for all ages and all, all people. Right on. Mark, were you about to say something? Uh, I guess not. Five, five minutes later, uh, Bill H uh, asked if there's any aviation type museums in the Lakeland area. And another question was uh, uh, Deweese Milstead asked about the price to get in. Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, we are officially the uh the official aviation museum of the state of florida so it's the florida air museum on our campus uh we recently opened a twenty thousand square foot expansion that is a stem education laboratories that's called the skylab and uh that's uh educational 3d printers and and uh flight simulators we've got 20 redbird flight simulators in one of the rooms 
it's a it's a very uh, not just an air museum. We're we're trying to expand on the STEM education component of of what's going on in the industry, and um, you know that that is just uh, going to be a, a focal point for us going forward. Is is probably a little bit less about the air museum and and more about the STEM education and the laboratory aspects. Uh, the admission price. Uh, we're, we're just under the $50 mark. Uh, we're $45 a day. Um, the, the weekly price for a, for an adult is one seventy, and $70 for uh, youth seven to 17 years old. Uh, and there are, uh, some discounts available. If you are an EAA member, for instance, uh, they, they do offer some discounts there. Um, daily tickets for, for youth are $20 a day. What's the discount? Yeah. I I I don't know what the 2022 price is, uh, but it's usually you know a couple dollars off. Nice. You get your money's worth, you know. I like to entertainment. I like to think so. If if you look at the the value of uh, you know look at our competition year round is uh, Disney's well north of a hundred hundred and a half just to get in the front door. Uh, you know, we've got five or six major theme parks and you know, your, your family trip suddenly is, is eating into the thousands of dollars. Once you figure in lodging and, uh, you can spend uh, an entire week with us for, you know, under a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Disney is not cheap anymore. I, I remember Disney when I went to Disney, when they were using tickets, they were still using tickets for their rides. <laughs> Long time ago. Yeah. So now for uh, touch free. <laughs> for the PPG pilots that are watching here, um, for them, is there is it going to be a a certain designated area? Do they not? Do they want them to fly in? Do they want them to uh, fly in and out of the airport with all the traffic, the GA traffic? Yeah, there's uh so that'll be out of our Paradise City location. And uh, we've we've got uh, a large contingency of folks that most of them just drive in and then uh, launch from from Paradise City. They're uh, with if if you're radio equipped, there there's ways to get in and out. But operating off the grass strip does require a, a briefing uh, to make sure you're well versed in the emergency procedures and everything as far as getting in and out and and all that. Uh, we do have a notum for for the arrival and departure procedures off the main runways. But uh, uh, we do have a lot of folks that just come in. Like I said, they drive in and, and fly off the, the grass strip. Very nice. Yep. Well, definitely sounds like a good time. And, and we also uh, we're having Paradigm Paramotor come back. Uh, they're going to be doing the Wednesday and Saturday night air shows as well. So if you've never seen them perform, they're, they're an amazing team. Yeah, and uh, we they're they're local to us, so we can't get enough of them. They're they're a great group of folks, and we we really enjoy their art. Yeah, do you know Ross Gassaway? I don't personally. I think he's on the Paradigm team, but I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm pretty sure, but I, I don't know. Whatever, but uh, yeah, that, that that would be awesome. I've never seen them perform at night. Oh, they're fantastic. Uh, there there was a couple photos that were that were out there. Uh, there was a storm that parked to the north of us about 10 miles away while they were performing. The lightning was going crazy and it was just oh. <laughs> incredibly photogenic with, with the lights around the hoop. And then they had the smoke systems and all that going on. It was, it was really beautiful. Yeah. Well, nice. I'm going to make it to EA. I keep calling it EA. I'm sorry. Sun and fun. Sun and fun. Sun and fun. Well, we'd like to think you make both. Cause, uh, unlike, uh, well, we're supportive of all the organizations in the industry. We're, we're not, we're not exclusive. We're inclusive. So we, we encourage, you know, you come to our event and you're inspired to go to Oshkosh. That's really what it's about for us. Yeah. I mean, we are one community. If you think about it, especially the experimental side, I mean, and the ultra lights and I mean, so what helps one helps all of us. It really does works that way. Yep. You know, and, and, we just spent a couple of days together. The Southeast Council of Air Shows was uh, in Cocoa Beach, and we got to meet other air show producers 
Uh, and, you know, it's a way for us, not only the big shows getting together, but supporting the smaller shows as well and, and talking through our challenges as a group and, and figuring out how we as an industry can continue to grow together. Right on. Right on. Well, I know you're busy, Andy, and I don't want to take up more of your time. You've been really gracious. I, mean, I tell you what, Andy, what, you about six o'clock or something, I got back to you and we were trying to set this up. So so kudos to you. I don't know how you did it with your schedule there, but I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I'll hang out for a bit. We, uh, we've been going at it since like eight o'clock uh, this morning, but uh I'm happy to do it, and I'm also a flight instructor and a mechanic, so I love talking airplanes outside of uh, outside of work. Oh, right on! Excellent. We were just talking about uh, the mechanic stuff. Shane was talking about his uh, he had a mechanic go through his 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 motor and find all kinds of things wrong. Yeah, I actually uh, we just finished an airplane. Um, it's a Zenith 750 cruiser called the Spirit of Lakeland, and. Uh, it, we built it with hand controls that we're going to teach people with uh, disabilities how to fly. And uh, I actually just had a snafu with my engine and uh, turned out it was a part installed wrong. But um, yeah, thankfully I was on the ground myself, so I can appreciate that conversation. Hey, Andy, Karen has a question. Do you need an a, uh, aviation radio to fly in and out of there with your PPG? Uh, I, you know, I don't know the exact answer on that. Uh, I know they're trying that the, the NOTAM that we're, that we're in the process of finalizing right now, we're having some, uh, verbiage, uh, discussions about, uh, no radio. Uh, the FAA is certainly trying to push us to having a radio. Um, but so I can't answer that as of 8.32 PM tonight. I know they want it, but. It would just make sense to have an aviation radio if you're trying to fly in there, right? Well, and and, and that discussion also goes with ADSB and all you know all the the larger uh, single engine airplanes that you know do I have to have it? Do I need it? Um, so right. uh, it's it's that past that 2020 mandate. So that discussion is is kind of old news now, but it's still relevant to what we're doing because we're like three miles inside of the Tampa ring for ADSB requirement. It's, it's just uh, one of those fun challenges we have to deal with. Yeah. All right. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you very much. I know that you're kind of in between meetings right at the moment. So <laughs> I definitely appreciate you coming on to explain a little bit about the uh, fly-in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it definitely sounds awesome. I lived in Wisconsin for 25 years and I have not been over to Oshkosh. We're thinking about going this year. Um, still debating whether we're going to go or not, but uh, man, this almost sounds tempting too. <laughs> well, it's, it's one of those things I I've, uh, I've been to Oshkosh every year in my life. Uh, I was two months old at my first one. I haven't missed one yet. So I'm yet to see everything in Oshkosh through the week. Uh, it is, it's just that big. And, uh, there is just that many interesting and amazing things to see that, uh, you, you gotta go and then you gotta go the next year to, <laughs> after you've learned all the things you missed. <laughs> right. So, all right, guys, any other questions or any other questions in the chat forum? Yeah. So if somebody wanted to get more information, um, what, where could they go, Andy? Like what website or? Anything? So www.flysnf.org. SNF. Yep, like sun and fun. Okay. Dot org, uh, and there's uh, air show information. There's there's information about what we do year round, and uh, of course there's also we're a five hundred one c three, so there's. Uh, opportunities if you want to support the programs that we do outside of the air show uh, there's ways to donate and get involved that way as well excellent like volunteers and stuff like that yeah absolutely there's there's all kinds of opportunities listed out there i looked at your website actually uh was it yesterday it's impressive very it, impressive you guys got to be proud of that it, it is it's busy but uh it just you know a small piece of uh everything we've got our hands in in uh 
we're we're proud of our mission and we're proud uh, of the results that we're that we're putting out. Right on. Well, feel free to hang out as long as you want to, and um, we'll you know just glad to have you for the time that you've given us. We're happy happy about that. So yeah, I'll do that. I'll I'll hang out. I'm I'm good till nine, so we're we're good. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. So that's uh, Sun and Fun, April fifth through the tenth in Lakeland, Florida. That's awesome. Okay, so tonight we also have um, Chris and Ty, and uh, they're going to be talking about the Kennedy Creek fly-in that is brand new. Now, they are not the promoters. They're the owners of the property. They are just kind of representing the, the fly-in as they were asked to um, from the promoters themselves. So, um, Ty, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and who you are, what you do, and kind of everything about it, and then we'll uh, introduce Chris. All right. Is, my mic should be on now. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. I think it was off. Uh, yeah. Hey, guys. Um, I'm Ty Downing um, from Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, our flying club out of Nashville has been asked to help uh, basically get the word out about this new fly-in. Uh, the folks that are hosting it are really nice. And the venue is, I've never been there, but I've, I've researched it and looked at pictures. It's absolutely gorgeous. Now, it's actually a, uh, it's a resort. So all of us PPGers are going to have to behave a little bit, but it is really pretty. Um, it's in Suches, Georgia, and it's Kennedy Creek Resort. And they have um, cabins for people who want to bring their wives or families, or if you just don't want to rough it. But they do have accommodations for um, uh, boondocking, you know, so you can bring your RVs or tents or whatever. They just don't have any of the, the gray water dump stations or anything like that. Um, it's a beautiful 2,000 foot grass strip and they're very PPG friendly. When the uh, organizer was asking me about for suggestions, you know, is what, you know, what do, what do pilots look for at a fly-in? And I told her, I said, well, um, we have a good time in the morning. We have a good time in the night. And during the mid middle of the day, we get bored. And so, um, you know, if you can have some activities, that'd be good. So she is going to have vendors and um, games of some sort. I'm still looking for suggestions on that. But um, apparently there's going to be some entertainment midday. And then um, she was talking about having a band at night. But there is going to be uh, food on site. And um, I think that's pretty much it. If you go to um, our uh, Facebook page, which is Nashville Paramotor, there's actually a flyer on there that gives more specifics. But it is August 25th through the 28th, um, which is a good weekend because it, it, there isn't any other fly-ins at that weekend. So perfect timing on their part. Eric, you're on mute. Yeah, good deal. Sounds sounds like a lot of fun. Do they know what they're getting into inviting all the paramotor guys? <laughs> well, that's why I, I started off saying we're all going to have to behave because this is a resort. But, yeah, uh, just looking at it. Um, yeah, but they, they are used to having um, fly-ins there, you know, GA-type uh, fixed-wing events. Right. But, um, yeah, so it, it looks like it's a really good deal. So our flying club is going to be out there. And um, I talked with Cody with uh, the uh, Moonshiners and uh, him and his guys are going to come out there as well. So hopefully we can get, ho hopefully we can make it a really great first turnout. Yeah, sounds good. And we also have Chris and uh, he's going to talk a little bit about uh, the flying also. Hey guys. Hey, um... Yeah. Tell us about yourself though first. Uh, Chris Gwynn, fly out of the upstate South Carolina. The um, Kennedy Creek fly-in is probably myself and a couple other guys from our area's fault because we live right next to Just Aircraft, which hosts a fly-in there. Uh, and Troy called me uh, about a month ago and asked me to get in touch with Claudia, which is the lady that organizes everything there. But we have been there. We were there two years ago, and I wasn't a big fan of, no no offense to you, 
I wasn't a big fan of going and flying with the fixed wing guys because they didn't seem like they always cared for us too much. But uh, Kennedy Creek people were a different, that's a different group. That They were welcoming. I think they enjoyed watching us as much as we enjoyed watching them. There was no issues whatsoever, and it's it's a very nice place once you get up into the air. The um, They take very good care of it. The, the little huts that they have is very interesting. They have a nice pool room, um, showers. If, a, if it's a big turnout, this is in the mountains, so it's not big wide open area like Bad Apples area or one of the Florida places. It's going to get tight in there for us to keep enough land to take off. What you can't see on Google Earth is there is a little bit of incline decline situations so it's going to be there's going to be some tight spots but for most pilots it's not going to be an issue and hopefully if anyone is uh, hesitant they just would not send it i talked with apparently um claudia is the one that that ty was talking about that runs the place uh the the guy that owns it's an old f4 phantom pilot super nice guy one of those that wants to sit in a rocking chair and just talk to you and you kind of just want to sit and listen because he has tons of knowledge and he's super nice guy but claudia she hires a uh, social marketing person and that's who i've been dealing with and i was kind of along the same lines with ty I was like, first of all we fly in the morning and evening and we're bored as hell during the day so yeah. Uh, we need stuff to do during the day. When I was there, there was fixed-wing aircraft. So during the day, they did, um, what do you call the drop, the target drop? Like a beanbag drop or something? Yeah. Closest to the pin or something like that? Yes. 20-foot uh, circle, had a passenger. We got to watch all these things, and they flew in the day, and they didn't want to fly when we flew. So it worked out kind of great. The social media person's already talked about... Um, they have a huge pavilion. I'm talking about, I don't know, a couple thousand square foot pavilion. Very nice, right in the middle. She's talking about Family Feud. Um, they're going to do drone video, and then they're going to show the video at night. So I told them once once the afternoon flight was over, that's when they everyone starts, I don't know, getting into mischief. But there will be plenty to do. And I will tell you that they do serve alcohol, alcoholic drinks, and they have a bartender from about lunch on so you kind of got to be careful um, what could possibly go wrong <laughs> i was shocked i was shocked too because it was even at the time i mean it was a fixed wing event but everybody behaved no there was no issues they had one guy sitting at the end of the runway that they had probably two planes three planes in a day come in and that was really just for the event i think if it was an event that we were mainly around us, there probably wouldn't be any planes come in. It's very quiet and secluded. Um, I'm, I'm with Ty on a lot of everything he's told her. I've told her uh, she's looking for stuff to keep us interested. Um, not What's his name? Uh, London Ivy had contacted us on Facebook and said, hey, the vendors that want to come up, they really shouldn't charge that. So I text Claudia and told her, and instantly she fixed it. So now if you're a vendor, you go set up your tent. All it costs you is the, the uh, pilot's fee, whatever. I think it's 60 bucks. But it's some phenomenal views up there. Okay, so it's $60 for the weekend or for the day? or For the weekend. For the, okay, for are, they doing, are they charging anything for um, camping? Yes. Um, each, uh, I thought I had it on the paper, each hut whether it's a hut, a uh, house, or whatever, has its own price. I think the camping was uh, 30 bucks for the weekend or something, and that's kind of just puts you on the spot. They're very nice, very accommodating up there. Uh, just have to, We do have to remember, though, that they don't, they don't know anything about PPG. I'm sure she's going to be going between Ty and myself quite a bit, and I'm trying to help her because I don't want her to get in over her head. But um, they don't know anything about PPG. They didn't, when I talked to her about takeoff and landing, she's like, well, we got a 2,000-foot grass runway. And I said, yes, ma'am, I know. I flew there, but we have to fly in the direction of wind when we're taking off and coming in. And 
it's not always on that runway. And I have been watching Wendy and some of the others. It, they do have favorable wind direction with their layout. There's, there's a couple of directions that it would probably be a no-go for a lot of the people would be, you know, like a strong north wind because it is on a hill and there's trees up. So you'd have to be able to take off and kind of do a button hook. But if nothing else, it's worth going up there and just hanging out. I can tell you that. Okay. The food is great also. They have, uh, they have a chef come in and it is great. Okay. Do uh, and that's northern Georgia, correct? Yes, it's it's about Ty, isn't it about an hour north of Atlanta. It, I I believe it's about a. I I believe it's about an hour and a half north of Atlanta, and I think the website says for camping is fifty five dollars, if oh, I'm okay. not mistaken. Right. Okay. How do you pronounce that again? Suches. Suches, Georgia. Suches, Georgia. Right on. Did you uh, happen to see James's comment about, uh, no, it wasn't James. Uh, it was Phil. That they should just go ahead and call 911. <laughs> Have them there. <laughs> if they're, they're going to be drinking. You know, but it, it, and I bet you that you know, anyone that's coordinated to fly in has come to the same realization that it's not about the flying. It's more about the camaraderie and yeah. being around people of like mind and like interest and just feeding off of each other's excitement and ideas. And so, yeah, the flying's fun, but yeah, it's, it's the people that makes the difference. Yeah, that is very true because we can fly at home, yep. but we can't see our friends every day. That's right. Exactly right. So it's a nice area. Now, I got to give it to her. About flying there, uh, since you've been there before, um, and it and there was a question about it also in the chat, and I was looking at it today on Google Earth. Uh, it's got a decent amount of fly area before you get into just solid trees. That's true. Yeah, the, the, it looked like there's a pretty pretty decent amount of valley, you know, over by the over by the water. Um, pretty pretty good decent amount of valley areas uh, before you get into the actual mountains. Is there a link to that flying? No, that again? not yet. Okay. So if somebody wanted information on it, could they, is there someone they could contact or a Facebook link or anything? It, um, well, on my, on our Nashville paramotor page, there's their flyer, but you can just go directly to Kennedy Creek, um, resort in Georgia. Okay. And they have all the listing of all their accommodations and everything on there. Excellent. Yeah, definitely with, um, setting up stays and reservations type you'd, you'd want to go straight to them they're pretty quick to respond on the uh email i know that um, i did see a question in there before it gets too far back about uh, when it was it's the last weekend i think 25 to 28 august and the other thing was the prices were different and things like that is what me or or ty would be able to say hey we've got different prices I've seen, I didn't see 55, I just thought maybe someone saw it. So if you have any issues like that, um, Ty's page has got the flyer up, and then I put it on the paramotor page. So if you get with one of us, we'll, we'll straighten it out. She's pretty res um, respondent with those things. You know, one thing that I am just now noticing, and I think we probably need to reach back out to her, is um, I think that the the camping fee is supposed to be included in the pilot entry fee unless you upgrade to a cabin i think that's the way she was talking and then if you read the flyer it's kind of it kind of reads like you got to pay both and that that's going to be a little bit much for guys that just want to tent camp or you know rv i'll uh on, on, I'll the, shoot her a text. on the flyer on the flyer that i'm looking at it says that tent camping is going to be 35 rv camping is 55 mm-hmm okay yeah, but that's reasonable yeah I'll re yeah i guess you're right i'm looking at it differently 
anyhow, sounds great. Um, I do know if you Google the address, I noticed today it comes up High Valley Resort permanently closed. That I think is the old owners. They bought this a few years back. So don't let that fool you into it's closed. It's Kennedy Creek now. So High Valley Resort, I believe, is permanent is permanently closed, but everything is still the same, except for everything that shows High Valley is it has the pavilion and some nicer stuff now. So around that area, is there um, like larger cities? How how long does it take to get to a, a a city where people can go shopping if they got to go to Walmart or need supplies? I when I was there, we went. Uh, <laughs> to the liquor store and and like a dollar general and it was 10 minutes away okay. but there wasn't so, a lot in there it was a small city there wasn't it wasn't a big city but at least it's something close by if they needed fuel yeah yeah all that is within 10 minutes just not anything uh, elegant or extravagant right dollar general dollar general is very eloquent i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah man if it's the only store in town it is elegant <laughs> there was a question kind of back a little ways about um was there any special insurance that they and you may not know this that they had to get for the ppg side of this or the ultralight side of this i don't know that um i really don't i had just given her some or collected some suggestions for a waiver uh, for her to collect from all the pilots um, and that's as far as that talk has got gotten. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Um, Chris, where can, when people have questions, how can they reach out to you to ask questions or concerns or anything like that? They can shoot me a message on Facebook, uh, Facebook messenger, uh, comment on the paramotor if they want to. I've seen a lot of the comments about the prices. I promise I will get that hammered down with her uh, by tomorrow. Is you know, is the camping fee and the pilot fee, is it totally separate? Because honestly, it's it's a nice place, but I think 55 and 60, over a hundred bucks between the two is would push a lot of people away from it. I agree. Um, uh, they do have food available for cost but it's not bad it's the breakfast was great but they're making money on that and all the rentals and all of that so i'll see what she can do with that she seems very open to suggestions and i'll, I'll let them know i'll uh, put that on the page and then i'll send you the information eric if you want to get it out you bet ty how could people get a hold of you for questions and answers uh messenger through nashville paramotor Okay. You know, and this, you know, we all have to remember this is going to be a first PPG fly-in. So there's going to be hiccups expected. Um, but yeah, absolutely. They'll get it all ironed out and, and hopefully it'll be another good one in uh, Georgia there. So that's, that's one thing I wanted to point out too, is please remember that they are fixed wing. They've done a lot of fixed wing stuff and they, they just are super nice people. And I wouldn't want anyone to go up there and show their butt. And it's going to be, Ty knows, that we, we told her we would help with as much as we could. But I'm sure neither one of us wanted to take it by the reins because it's just too much. Right. Uh, Eric, if we can, there was one question back in there. Someone asked about, is, is it family friendly? Mm -hmm. And um, the, the, the times that I've spoken with her, she uh she seemed to express that they, they do want families there. And so, and I told her, yeah, a lot of times, you know, wives do go with, with the guys and, you know, sometimes they bring kids. So I, I think it, it, the answer would be yes. It definitely is going to be family friendly. Definitely. Good, Good deal. There was ton, not tons of kids, but there was quite a few kids when we were there. Um, there was a whole section of religious, so the Mennonite group, they come in there with three or four planes and, uh, could really, really fly, <laughs> like you wouldn't believe, won the, some of the competitions. And they definitely, some of the nicest people you ever met. That's what I mean, is it's it's definitely a nice group of people, 
completely friendly to smallest kids you can get there. Yeah, I think a lot of the planes are family friendly. And, you know, most of them, you see the families there. So do they, the also, Mennonites, do they wear the, uh, uh, Shane, I'm sorry, man. I think you wanted to say something. Okay. Uh, the Mennonites <laughs> were, uh, do they wear the garb and everything when they're flying? Like, you know, the white shirt and the hat and I mean, the whole thing. The women were in dresses, and the, I hate to say this, man, but the teenage girls could outfly just about everyone. No lie. They would crawl in, cross their dress over, and fly the hell out of those planes. That is awesome. Really? I mean, that's amazing. Shane, what do you got? The mute button is right above my forehead on my background, and I can't see it. Ty, Ty, what are you clicking on this entire show? All I hear is Ty's something's clicking. I don't know if it's his microphone or. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm just fidgeting. Yeah, see, Eric, if you'd have said that a half hour ago, we would not have won this entire show. We're seeing to that. <laughs> I thought it was a mouse click. I thought someone was clicking their mouse. So did I. I, I did too. I texted Eric and said. Text Ty and let him know. He's like, I muted his his microphone. I'm like, that doesn't tell him he's making noise. <laughs> My bad. Um, just messing. No, with no, me. it's just Ty. It's totally fine. I'm just, I'm just. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> um, no, there was comments in the in the thing going Shane's microphone. I'm like, I've been on mute this whole time. Um, with the, with the uh, RV camping, did you you said there was no dump station for the RV? Dump? No. Okay. On on the flyer, it says you can dump gray water on the flyer. Must be a big flyer. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Will. Good job, Will. (laughs) I'm sorry, dude. Andy Andy got that one good. As long as you dump it on the flyer, you have to bring a stack of flyers. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. All right. Anything else on that flying or is there any other questions? No, I would, I would very much like to go, but I'm already got unfortunate plans. <laughs> when I miss flyings, I really hate that. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you know if we're going to be able to run our generators. Oh yeah. Uh, generator yeah. talk. That's uh, one of the I things haven't asked I, about that. Have you? That's one. No, that's one of the things I was going to get with you about. As I know, a lot of them have their quiet hours. You will have to be able to. We ran hours all during the day, but that place uh, goes into my next thing about the weather. Well, you know, I heard, I saw the North Court Georgia comment. That place was awesome. It was seventy-five during the day and like fifty-two at night. Nice. So you really could shut down, but I have to ask her about the generator. I don't think she's used to that. So is it going to be a cutoff time? I do know for a fact you can run it all day long. Okay. Well, you're, going to, you're going to take care of that question? Yeah. Okay. I think if you've got a, uh, like an inverter generator, I mean, those things are super quiet, but if you got one of those <laughs> screaming ones that don't stop screaming from the time you put gas in it to the time it runs out, and then probably 30 seconds afterwards. Those, I've been to fly-ins where they have those and they just run all night long and it's it's miserable. But the the like the Predator uh, inverter generators, they're, they're quiet as all get out. I don't see why that would be a problem. I agree with you. Blue we'll Shiners is what I thought about with that. Was, uh, yeah, that 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock thing. Yeah. I was like, dude, I mean, I was, it was fine. You know, whatever, but it was an inconvenience. If you weren't ready, or you got a late start on trying to cool your camper down, and they come they come by at eleven or ten o'clock, whatever it was, and shut your generator off. That's I don't know. I didn't really care for that that much, but I did understand it. I just thought it was kind of a little much to go and shut someone's generator off. Um, hey, before we're done, I want to. Before we're done, I want to tell a Mennonite story. I'll I'll tell it when we're we're done with everything else. But 
anybody no, has any other questions for the owners, put it over in the chat, if you will, and I will, um, I will address it. I'm all ears on the Mennonite joke. Yeah, let's hear it, Andy. <laughs> no, it's uh, so when I worked at EAA, we had a mobile marketing trailer. It was a semi-trailer we took all over the country, and we had two Redbird flight simulators in the front. And we went to the Cleveland Air Show Labor Day weekend. Uh, and, you know, the first day we had a bunch of the kids come in, Mennonite kids, and without obvious electricity and all this stuff, with, without obvious training, within about four to five minutes, you could tell these kids knew something. And through the course of the weekend, this group of four suddenly was a group of eight. And then it was a group of 16. And then it was a group of 30. And the kids that had gone the first time brought their friends. And as the weekend progressed into Monday, there was like a group of 100 kids coming in, all cheering on their, their friends and whatnot. And I finally sat down and I asked them, I'm like, so what is it? You know, aviation is an obvious hook for you guys. You're all into it. And they said, we read about it all the time. And uh, several of them expressed their love of RC uh, aviation. And for them, that's their hook to, to get interested in these big airplanes. So my takeaway from that was how cool that I inspired like hundreds of kids in a semi-trailer in Cleveland, Ohio that never would have had an experience like that before. And you, you wish you could give every single one of them a, a, an airplane ride, but th there are, you know, just because it, it seems different to most people, there are tons of groups of people out there that, that really love aviation. And if we just give them a chance, you know, we can share this with everybody and, and uh, you'll find out how, how fun they, uh, you know, they are as, as a part of the society. Right. So, yeah. It was uh, very inspirational for me as a flight instructor to, to walk away that weekend uh, knowing that you made a massive impact. And it was pretty neat. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That Absolutely. is awesome. Absolutely. All right. So no other questions. Um, let's see. So we have one more flying we want to talk to, talk about, and that is a lot of people may not know, but uh, Jade and I fly out of the Tomahawk Airport here in northern Wisconsin, and we've been working with the airport quite a bit uh, past month and a half or so, and we are going to also do a fly-in up here. Um, we've had people kind of reach out and wanted to know, you know, what this fly-in is all about, and um, trying to pull it up here. And I don't know where it's at. But anyways, um, it's going to be the weekend before EAA, and it's going to be open to um, PPG. It's also going to be open to ultralights, PPC, and we're going to try to get some general aviation in there. The, um, the um, airport manager is going to have a note up. Um, some of the things that we've thought about doing um, is we're going to be doing um, like a spaghetti feed. We will have DJ there all weekend, um, but we're also going to have some events, you know, during the day as far as try to get um, one wheel races, the beanbag drop, um, stuff like that. You know, those are the things that we have been working on right now. Um, we're still working on a lot of the uh, technical stuff, um, dealing with the city because this is a city-owned airport. And um, but the general aviation pilots that operate out of there are actually really excited to see something like this come in. Um, they used to have um, air shows and stuff like that, and this is not going to be an air show. Um, but they've kind of stopped doing that because the law lost interest. So, you know, talking with a lot of the uh, general aviation pilots, you know, they're glad to see, I want to say fresh blood come in to the airport because a lot of these pilots are getting older and uh, they want to see some young um, people come in and do something with this airport. 
if you look on Google Maps and look up Tomahawk Airport, you can find it. There is a lot of water. There's a lot of trees. But on the right route, there is also a lot of um, LZs. And there's a lot of outs if you need to. Um, but we have tons of things to see up here from cruising through the Harley-Davidson plant to fishing to whatever you want to go do. There's plenty of stuff to do. But, uh, yeah, those are just uh, – that's going to be coming up. I, As I said, I don't have my information in front of me right at the moment. But, hey, uh, uh, Mark, Mark McElroy wanted to know for Chris, is there water available to fill the campers at the fly-in? We'll have to ask. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, Eric. it's non. It's considered non-potable. Be garden hose, you know, from the south. So yes. Okay. For, but I drank it last time and it was fine. All Nothing right. happened to you. <laughs> yeah. That, that's good with me. Hey, um, Eric, can you read the question on the screen there for your flying in Wisconsin? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Did, yeah, I did put stay. Okay, great. Yeah, so it's going to be July 15th, 16th, and 17th. I just got it. Um, and it is. it will be open to the public. Um, they're going to put a notum out there. Um, you know, some of the things, that this is a full, at this um, airport, they have a full school. So they do have a full motion flight simulator if, if you want to, you know, go and hop in this thing and try out what it's like to fly a 172 of course that would be an extra charge but um there's going to be hangar space for storage overnight if need be uh we are working on getting food trucks up there um there's going to be avgas for sale there's water on site um everything's going to be rustic camping we do not have prices on what camping will be or what uh pilot fees will be only because we are trying to keep this as budget friendly as possible. Um, so it's not a huge expense for somebody to come in and fly. Nobody's making money on this. Um, so we're going to try to, you know, basically if we break even, that's all we're looking for. And we're looking for people to come up and have fun. So we've already had people reach out from way down South that want to come up to the fly. So um, it would be uh it would be a good time. Uh, as I said, rustic camping, but there will be water on site. Wait, or is that considered non-potable? Well, Chris drank it and he left. So <laughs> it must be good. But uh, yeah, any questions on that fly-in, you can reach out to me um, through Facebook Messenger. Um, and we will get more information out as we get it. You know, we're just still working with all the logistics of that. And once we got it figured out, we'll make it public. Bill H says it's only 1,100 miles away. Bill? Hey. <laughs> that's hey, not far. Eric, Eric, what's the closest airport I need to fly to? Rhinelander. RHI. Or H -I. CWA. Oh, my God. Text me it. <laughs> Eric, how long does it take you to get down here to Atlanta? Well, it takes me six hours to 12 hours to get out of Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Atlanta, I, I don't know. Uh, a long time, I really don't want to say. I think that trip we left, uh, and it took us, with all the stops, because we don't seem to stop a diesel station or pass one anyways, I think it was right around 24 to 26 hours of driving. So it's doable in a day, Mark. <laughs> in a day, not 26 That's hours. a pretty hard day right there. <laughs> yeah, that's two hours more than a day. Right. We're not really, um, so we know we're not going to get a lot of Southern pilots, but we're looking more towards Michigan, Minnesota, um, Indiana, Illinois, you know, the, Iowa, that area. Um, so, and yes, the snow will be melted in July. <laughs> <laughs> So, I can I can vouch for Tomahawk. Uh, my grandparents lived on Lake Nokomis, and that is a beautiful part of the country. Ah, there you go. Yeah, we're just uh, 
we're just on the other side of the highway from Lake Tacomas. So yeah. very nice. I tell you, I just recently learned how to spell Wisconsin, but it is amazing how many people know someone from Wisconsin. Seriously, or, or have experience or have lived there or whatever. I have been to Wisconsin. It's a beautiful state. Just so far yeah, away. That, that's a pretty good place to be from. Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Still better than other states, though. Exactly. So, but as uh, as information comes out with all of these new fly-ins and also um, the sun and fun, they will, you know, if when this information comes to me, I am putting it out there when I get it. So, like um, Ty reached out, he wanted to promote this. Um, Chris reached out, you know, he wanted to promote this, and this is what we really need to do to get these flyings to be successful. So, because all you got to do is go to one fly and tell your buddies, and then your buddies are going to come the next year, and then those buddies are going to come. So. It'll be a snowball effect, but I don't think um, I don't think any of them are going to be a disappointment for people. So, all right. Well, you know what, guys, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, and if if you ever find any more new fly-ins, let me know. We'll get you back out here and uh, go from there. I really uh, look forward to see how successful these fly-ins are. Obviously, Sun and Fun has been successful for how many years, Andy? 48. This is our 48th yeah. year. Wow. Wow, that's that's a long time. How long has Oshkosh, Oshkosh been going on? Uh, they started in 1953. Okay. Well, then that would probably be, what, the second? It's got to be up there, the top 10 or whatever. I mean, well, yeah. the longest running fly-in. That's yep. incredible. So, good deal. All right. And uh, well, Mark, where can we find you on social media to buy Paralyzed PPG um, apparel? Uh, Paralyzedppg.com and on YouTube, just Paralyzed PPG. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming on the show. You know, I really think Mark is watching TV and has us all on mute. No, that's his wife. That's his wife who um, she she has to talk loud normally to get things through Mark's head, but um, but it just folds over to rest yeah, of the conversation. Yeah, between her between her and the dog, it's a losing battle. <laughs> well, if you wouldn't get the dog, all those squeaky toys. <laughs> yeah, Jane, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on YouTube at Never Trust a Skinny Chef Shane or TikTok at ppgshane.com. Very good. And Will? Uh, you can find me on YouTube. I'm Will Fly or willflyppg.com. Or the drive through a Dairy Queen. That'll work too. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> and you can find me at ppglear.com on this show next week it'll be um actually next week it's shane's turn to do the show but we're going to do it on this platform so it's going to be advertised on ppglear.com uh it's just easier for me to um figure the platform but shane has uh a guest coming on uh shane who is that guest it is going to be <clears throat> ironically it's going to be another fly-in conversation um it's going to be the Sunnyland uh owners coming on to discuss because they just had one uh, a couple months ago as a trial uh, to see what they need to work on. And they're going to, they have a whole new bunch of updates and stuff um, for this flying coming up in Florida and Okeechobee, Florida. And uh, I'm really excited about it. They're uh, great people and they've got a ton of room. Um, they had a lot of room before they're going to have even more this time. So they're expecting a, three times as many pilots as they had last time. Oh, good deal. Good deal. And then uh, let's see. And this, what I'm going to do is for the few shows after this, we're reaching out to a lot of the promoters for all the fly-ins and we're going to try to get them on here slowly to kind of push the fly-ins that they're doing. Um, 
So that's what our shows are going to be about for probably the next month. And then uh, after that, uh, we're just going to go back to whatever we decide to go do. So um, tomorrow, Jade is having a, I do believe, 12-year-old girl. 14. 14, 14-year-old girl that was paragliding at the age of eight. Wow. So that's going to be a good show. Can't wait to see that. And you can find her at uh, paramotorgirl.com. And her show is Girls Just Want to Fly. It's going to be a good show, like all of her shows are. She sets the bar high for me. So, all right, guys, you all have a good night. And we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks, Eric. Good night. Thank you.